Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. And now, starting this August, a new adventure from the Cellcast podcast. The Cellcast, the animated series. Throughout the month of August, Jacob and Drew will review the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks as it releases on CBS All Access. Join us, because resistance is futile. The Cellcast, the animated series. Every Tuesday on your favorite podcast catcher. New show, same RSS feed. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who got his name from a cereal box, Jacob. Right on over the rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'll introduce our co-host, a man who, when his name is mis- mispronounced by a dog, he has to emphasize his name over and over again. Welcome, Drew. Oh, because he couldn't say dastardly. <laughs> no, he couldn't say dick. Let's not go there. (laughs) Technically, it is the same because Richard, a shorter word for Richard Richard is dick. Yes, it is. But that's moving on. Either way. Moving right along. Either way. Uh, How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's, you know, day at work. It rained all day. Yeah. Which is, you know, a common occurrence when you're in the fall. Um, I've been doing pretty good. I actually and just north of a tropical storm. Just north of a tropical storm. You know, just no big, no big, no big dog. No, it wasn't a big dog. No, wasn't a dog. Wasn't the dog. Well, it could have been a water dog. Hmm. No, he's in Darkwing Duck. Okay, you don't remember the water dog from Darkwing? I Duck, don't do remember you? a water dog. He's one of the villains. I oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Thank you. He's like Aqua Pooch or something like that. It's been a hot minute since I've watched that. All right. So other than uh, everything going else, I've actually backed a Kickstarter project. Oh. Yeah. Kickstarter project. I wanted to, you know, just let our audience know that if you're interested in this and be like, you know, go check it out. It's really cool. So it's uh, it's on Kickstarter. It's called Bullfrog, uh, Bounty Bullfrog Book One by the artist of Jason Flowers. Uh, the description is as follows. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets Lobo in the first episode. Issue to this 28-page 20 th- fast-paced comic involving action-packed adventure of Bullfrog Bounty Hunter. And Okay, then. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've been following the artist for quite a quite a bit of time. It's fair, it's fair. And so I thought it was he. They just funded it within probably five days. Mm-hmm. Just funded it, and they're going to stretch goals. So if you're interested in it, go check them out at um, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Kickstarter.com, and just look up uh, Bounty Bullfrog, and go check them out if you're interested. You know, 
check them out. So otherwise, I wanted to you know give a give a shout out to them on that. Alrighty. All right. So what have you been doing lately? Doing or how uh, you been? Doing, or, how I've been doing? What I've been doing? All yeah. that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I started something new this last Friday that right. y'all all need to go check out. Uh, I started doing some solo streaming over on Twitch on our uh, on our Twitch channel, yeah. Cellcast Gaming. Yeah. I started w- playing uh, Super Mario sixty four on us semi-blind uh, playthrough. I say yeah. semi because I have played Super Mario 64 before. It's yeah. just been a while, and I never got very far when I was okay. over at friend's house playing the game. I got you. So uh, I am playing through the game for the first time, and I'm thinking, I haven't decided if I'm doing this completely yet, but I mm. may Saturday start up another one much uh, longer stream because the one on Friday I think I'm only going to do about two hours of. Okay. Especially while I'm still doing these uh, le- early mornings. Okay. But assuming I can, I have the time. I am thinking of going through the main story quest line of Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. But more on that when I make the decision. Okay. On how I'm going to handle that. Okay. So I did want to bring up one thing that I've, I've been, it's been, you know, toiling my heart for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have decided I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Okay. And it's going to be about art. It's going to be about drawing and learning how to draw art and doing uh, mm-hmm. tutorials and all that. So it's going to be called Lycan Artist 82. You know, Lycan as in Lycanthropy. Artist. Oh, obviously. I thought it was... Like an artist. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Drawing for the very first time. <laughs> like an artist. <laughs> Shading with charcoal. Something, something. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Uh, so I'll, I'll be. I'll start doing that. Probably. I'm going to start working on it for about. Uh, for the next four months, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get you know equipment and get internet in my house. That's the main thing. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> uh, get that, get equipment, and uh, start working on lessons and all that good jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've actually had a lot of people ask me like, "Do you do art lessons?" And uh, I've because of COVID and all that stuff, and be like, "Well, I've always wanted to do more online stuff." Right. And. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'll be starting doing. So, if you're interested in starting in July of 22, 20, 21, not 22, 21. It'll take him a year to get all this figured out. Like yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, if you're interested, you know, when that comes live, be like, uh, probably going to do some Patreon, probably mm-hmm. some um, shirts and stuff like that. Right. Just to. So, I have a quick question. What's you that? say you're going to put it on YouTube. Is that because you're going to edit it some? Or that's just where you're going to archive it. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to do some slight. I'm going to do. I'm going to edit together. Okay, so uh, you're not going to stream the drawing. No. Any. No. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. Probably like on like on Friday I nights. Can, I guess you can do that on YouTube also. It's just yeah, in you my can. mind. I've seen a lot of them on face on a Twitch. Yeah, I might do that on Twitch. You never know. Yeah. Um, I know one one uh, Twitch channel that will definitely follow you. Okay. <laughs> and that would be the Cellcast Gaming. <laughs> hey, well, follow, follow. Uh, either way, I'll be start, starting in that in probably about four or five months. So we'll keep look, an eye out for that. Look for look forward to that. Um, all right. So back to you. Oh, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and jump into what I've been watching, yes. which I'll admit has not been much. Ah. Um, I did go to see Tenet 
over the weekend. Yeah, how was that? The movie was good. Mm-hmm. The theater experience was not because of the idiot children talking behind me who had seen the movie oh. and wouldn't shut up. Oh. So, let me put it this way. For, um, I have very rarely had this happen, ever, in mm. my 35 years on this planet. Mm. It's We just got kind of unlucky that we had a bunch of bored teenagers behind us. Oh, okay. Who had nothing better to do on a Saturday but sit in a movie theater that were convinced they didn't pay for their tickets. Mm. Or I'm convinced they didn't pay for their tickets. Oh. I don't know. Uh. I'd hate to think they wasted... Uh, uh, let's see, that was... That would have been matinee, so it's only $6 a person. Yeah. But still. Yeah. For a movie they weren't watching. Yeah. Very obvious they weren't watching. But the movie itself was good. It's uh, a little wibbly-wobbly, tiny-wimey. Yeah. So you do need to be paying attention. It's a Christopher yes, Nolan film. Yes, but it's a little more so because there's some mind-bendery... A little more mind-bendery stuff than I would say normal yeah. because of time travel. Right. Um, there's some of that stuff they would have had to have filmed... Like st- scenes at the beginning and scenes at the end, like right next to each other, because you could not yeah. reset that up back up. Yeah, easily okay. on some of that stuff, because they've got. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some awesome. This is. I'm not gonna say this is my favorite, uh, Nolan film. Yeah, I nearly said David Tennant film. Oh wow, okay, <laughs> because Tennant <laughs> is in the name. Yeah, um, or Timey Wimey, <laughs> that too. Uh, but because I think Interstellar, I think is a little bit better, and plus. I like space a little more than I like time, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a it was a good movie. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, also, this afternoon I watched an old live action Disney movie. Yeah, I saw that. The computer wore tennis shoes. Yeah, it's. I was like, keep okay. in mind the this is like. When computers were giant mainframes that oh, yeah. only universities had. Yeah, 1970. And so this is like early... Okay, do you remember the, the television show Chuck? Vaguely, yes. How he had that entire database in his mind because he watched a strange video? Uh-huh. Kind of similar, except he was holding two bits of a electrical wire when, it got, when he got struck by lightning. Which... To my knowledge, should have made him the Flash. Yeah, not uh, super intelligent. Huh? But weird. it was a it was a weird little movie, but it was so it was kind of a fun cheesy thing, and I enjoyed yeah. it. It was nice seeing uh, Kurt Russell as a baby. Yeah, as a little as a little guy. It took me a minute to go. Oh yeah, that, I, I knew Kurt Russell was in the movie. I was keeping an eye out for him, and it took me a minute to realize. Oh. It's that random teenager. Uh-huh. Oh, I can see it now in his chin. <laughs> I, I do have to say, you mentioned uh, Kurt Russell. This is a joke that goes way back. Kurt Russell is an American... Uh, oh, come on. You dropped the ball on it. Come on, Jacob. Um, and there it rolls. Yeah, there it goes. Roll over, Beethoven. Um, no, Kurt Russell is an American treasure. That that's so kind of Nicholas Cage. Apparently, but, <laughs> but uh, Nicholas Cage went and stole the Declaration of Independence. So what? That, what does that tell you? That is true. <laughs> Actually, I was watching a documentary over that, or not documentary, but a History Channel uh, piece on it, which is like what was it, Brad Meltzer's Decoded. 
That is so fascinating to watch. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so that's what you've been watching, right? Yes. Okay. Pretty much that's all I've gotten a chance to watch outside of Captain Idiot. Okay, yeah. Captain Idiot's always funny. Uh, so I've also... I love how that's just what we call the show now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same. It's the irresponsible Captain Tyler, but we still think of it as Captain Idiot. Yeah. Uh, I watched that, watched one episode of, uh, what is that? Is that what y'all were watching when I left? Yes. Cat Planet Cuties. Cat Planet Cuties. That was, I thought it was interesting. I believe the version he was watching, though, was uncensored. Yeah, that was uncensored. <laughs> Definitely uncensored. So yeah, watch the version on Funimation's website. It's yeah. cleaned up. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? I, I'm actually drawing a blank on it. I'm just I, I can't remember what it was. But uh, other like movie wise, I watched the the Death of Superman, mm-hmm. uh, which is the newer version, not the old, not the older animated one. Yeah. The, the newest one that leads up to the Reign of Superman. Mm-hmm. The Reign of the Superman. Watch that interesting it's got some animation flaws um it's a good story it's a good story i can't wait to watch uh rainy superman and i watched a like a old movie to me old movie uh 1969 the undefe- the undefeated with john wayne ah so this one was interesting with definitely how our 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 world is right now, our country right now is because mm-hmm. it's based after the Civil War and everything is, you know, transpired afterwards. Yes. And where people, I, I wanted to make the statement very clear that some people out there really want to just obliterate history. Yes. So if, if you think that, okay, a hundred years from now, we'll have another Adolf Hitler. Pretty much. Pretty much. So do not be like, for me, it's like, do not destroy history. Learn from history. Because if we don't learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. To quote the cliche, yes. Yes, to quote the cliche, which is a very good cliche. Yes. Uh, other than that, uh, I got to watch, also while I was watching uh, the the uh, Blu-ray of The Death of Superman, there was two episodes of the Legacy of Le- Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. cartoon. And for some reason, they threw Superman into it. Just because, because apparently you can't do anything DC without Superman or Batman in it. Legion of... Su- okay, that's... I, yeah. I was confusing it there for a short bit with the Justice Society. No, it's... Uh, which is... That would actually make sense for Superman or Batman to show up yeah. in. But... Yeah. No, they, they basically use the same idea that, like, Superman dies and he comes back to life. Uh, kind of Such like, an original idea. Such an original idea. But yeah, I watched that. Apparently, it was Brainiac Five, or you know, spoiler alert, he goes bad. <laughs> Brainiac going bad. bad. Who didn't see that coming? coming. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that's, that's what I've that's what I have watched. I remembered, like you usually do. I remembered something else while you were talking. Yes, uh, I did watch something else okay. over last week. A certain uh, film involving a giant. A lizard and a giant insect. Roar. That you wouldn't, you wouldn't know because you don't like Godzilla. <laughs> I like or at least not classic Godzilla. Not classic we'll Godzilla. That. I don't like we'll classic say Godzilla. That. Yes. Uh, you can't get over the rubber suits. No. And the, back, and the, and the old miniatures. The but, miniatures I can, I, I can, I can, okay, I'm okay with. Well, the, least, the big rubber suits are like, huh? <laughs> anyway, I watched uh, Mothra versus Godzilla. Okay. This is the only one of the Godzilla films where the monster Godzilla is fighting is listed first. Mm. 
this is a little interesting bit there. Because technically it also is a sequel to Mothra. Uh, it made me want to play uh, Pokemon again. Oh, okay. Because the way Mothra... Spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen <laughs> this old movie. The way Mothra, the Mothra larvas yeah. defeat Godzilla. Keyword, two. Two Mothra larvas. Huh. They defeat him by... Uh, Spraying this string out of their mandibles, okay, and kind of cocooning him in this yeah thing, which made me realize Mothra used string shot. It's super effective. I need a Caterpie named Mothra, who will turn into a Butterfree. <laughs> I need this more than it. because I have the uh, I, I can't remember what the name of the Pokemon is, but I do have the the one that is. Based on Godzilla, too. Okay. I never realized this is what Caterpie's Butterfree was based on until now. It looks exactly like the animation. It really does. I'm looking going, they based the animation off this. Mothra uses string shot. I never understood what string shot was before now. I've broken Jacob once again. <laughs> okay. Putting a mark. Oh, man. Okay. Because so, you can't really hear that no, on the audio. Not really. Not really. Uh, All you hear is the muttly. <laughs> it's a cat, not a dog. Rats and rats, no good. Rat, rat. So, so you, you correlated. Godzilla and Pokemon. Well, the thing is, there is already... There's a Gen 3... I think it's it's either Gen 3 or Gen 4 that is based on Godzilla, officially confirmed by Game Freak. Hmm. And I do have him, and he is named Godzilla. Roar. So, (laughs) since I already have the king of the monsters... Right. He needs his queen. Okay. And I need to catch one. And it does have to need to be a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it'll be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> either way, either way. So I think it's what we've all been watching. And you're yes. putting this weird correlation between Godzilla and Pokemon. Just, it's not that weird. <laughs> no, to it me, really, it's weird. <laughs> I can't help it if you can't follow Japanese culture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not that educated about Japanese culture. Man. <laughs> Don't like tokusatsu because you can't stand the rubber suits. <laughs> Again, right, and right, no good, right, right. Okay, moving I, on. I, I have I have no problem with Japanese culture. I love watching I know, anime. Just, I love the I anime. am yanking your tail. Oh, Ray. <laughs> right, right. Boink. Moving right along. What do we got in the news this week? All right, Jake? actually, quite a bit. Actually, let me get to the news. I can drop that. Okay. Picking my nose on a live video stream. That's oh. very smart. Yeah. All right. So, wow. I forget I'm on stream despite the fact I'm looking at myself on stream. <laughs> Look, there I go. <laughs> Alright, so getting into the news. Alright, Netflix and Pearl Studios has unveiled their final trailer for Glenn Keane's highly anticipated CG feature Over the Moon, a beautifully crafted musical feature musical fantasy adventure inspired by both Japanese mythology and 
Contemporary Life. Synopsis. Fueled by fueled with termination and a passion for science, a bright young girl builds a rocket ship to the moon to prove the existence of the legendary moon goddess. There, she ends up on an unexpected on an unexpected quest to discover the wonderful land of fantastical creatures. Streaming on October 30, 23rd. All I know is if the end credits music do not include the following song, it will be a waste. Okay. Fly me to the moon. Yeah. And let me bathe among the stars. stars. I for- completely yes. forgot uh, the lyric there for a second. The the whole and reason I'm I about the original one, not the Evangelion nonsense. Since Netflix couldn't get it for that, why would they get it for this? <laughs> that still annoys me. Shame, Netflix. Shame. So the thing is, I don't have the passion for Evangelion that yeah. you have, and I'm still pissed. Okay. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> All right. Either way. DreamWorks Animation and Universal Pictures have dropped the first official uh, trailer for the long-awaited next evolution of its caveman comedy adventure, The Croods, The New Age. The sequel is set to release November twenty, November 25th, 2020. Okay. All right. Oh, this is going to be interesting. The first one was interesting. Yeah. I never watched it. It was okay. Okay. I'm not going to say it beat it. It's not DreamWorks' best film, but I wouldn't say it's its worst. Okay. All right. So, following its U.S. digital and on-demand debut on Friday, South Korea fairytale update, update Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarfs launches on, <sighs> on Blu-ray and DVD on... Blech. On Tuesday, September twenty second, from Lionsgate. Is this the one I'm remembering right about the fat? That's fat shaming. Yes, pretty much. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's it's. I I find it a very interesting premise, but okay, why? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. It could be in the course of the movie. It mm-hmm. might be better than the trailer. Yeah, I just have. I'm just having flashbacks to Shallow How. Oh, yes. Which, admittedly, Jack Black does not need to be taking be, being that crazy about. <laughs> True. Uh, I know some people, I know a lot of people who enjoy this actress slash musician. Uh, apparently, Selena Gomez is checked back into uh, Sony Pictures Animation and... For the popular Hotel Trans Asia series, uh, she'll be also be signing on as exclusive producer for the fourth installment, where she'll be reprising her role as Ma- Mavis. Mavis. Yeah, Mavis. Uh, the Hotel Transylvania Four. Hotel Transylvania Four uh, is slated to debut August sixth, two thousand twenty-one. Any idea where what's happening in this one? No, there's okay. no idea. I I'd be like I've watched. I think I watched. I watched the first one. I've. I think I don't know if I watched. No, I haven't watched the second one yet. You will soon. Uh, that that will. You know, with a certain month coming right around the corner. Indeed. All right. As so next week. All right. So apparently something got loose again. Why did you leave the door unlocked? I don't know. Um. Uh, or in this case, let the pin loose, or let the pin door open. Who let the Wait, that doesn't make sense. No. Never mind. 
you know, let some big lizards out again. Who let the dinosaurs out? Nedry. 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 <laughs> Apparently, it's a musical edition of... Apparently! Yes. All right, so Jurassic World... I'm in a musical mood. (laughs) Uh, Jurassic World Camp Carnivorous. An eight-art... Carnivorous or Camp Cretaceous? Cretaceous, thank you. Cretaceous. An eight-episode animated series produced by DreamWorks Television Animated will will debut today, which is not today, uh, September 18th, worldwide on Netflix. That was a week ago. That was a week ago. So yeah, it's there now. Go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. We might review it in the animated animated series. series. We might not. We got a lot on our list, so I don't know how quickly new stuff is going to hit unless it's just absolutely amazing. That is true. All right. Which means it won't be new by the time we get around to it, because we'll probably be in the middle of something at the time. Probably. And then, anyway. Yeah, either way. Uh, So apparently, they've got some casting news out. For... A certain movie that came out in 2017. They've got casting for a movie that came out in 2017. A sequel to... It's a little late. Yeah, no, I'm referring to a movie that came out in 2017. The sequel, they are announcing the cast. Okay. All right. You remember the movie uh, Boss Baby? Yes. (laughs) They're making a sequel. Remind me who makes these... Uh, Universal. This is DreamWorks? This is DreamWorks. This is the bad side of DreamWorks. <laughs> this is not the How to Train Your Dragon or Kung Fu Panda side of DreamWorks. <laughs> this is, let's see how quickly we can make a buck side of DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't like this series. Oh, uh, I understand. I walked out of this movie. Wow. I do not do that. Wow. But that, this movie insulted my intelligence that much. Wow. I sat through Storks. And I wouldn't sit through this. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's saying something. Either way, if you want to check out the full cast of who is in this movie, if you're interested, maybe you're a fan of this this uh, this movie, and well, you want to go see the sequel. True. There is no accounting for taste. Either way, if, if you like the movie, be like, you're going to like the movie either way. Um so, if you want to find the full list, uh, go to our Facebook page. I posted it down in the... Uh, the, um, the, the Facebook li- page? The Facebook page. You posted it on the Facebook page? Yes, I posted it on the Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> um, it's down in the feed somewhere. Yes. And as usual, I got most of my... Uh, all of my information from animationmagazine.com. All righty. So, if you want to go check them out, go at it. So, that is all I have in the news. Alrighty, well then let's jump into our spoiler-free section on the movie uh, Scoob, which I think I know exactly when both of us watched it for the very first yeah, time. Yeah, just a little bit. Because it was in this apartment, uh-huh. uh huh, right over there, back when before I moved all the furniture around, uh, we watched it back in April for a reaction episode yeah. of, the, of uh, the Cellcast. Back when we were in COVID lockdown. <laughs> Back when it was bad. Back when it was really bad. Which, ironically, if you look at the numbers, we're worse off now, but nobody cares anymore. Uh, at least not around here, they don't. Apparently not. Um, by the way, we still, all you still suffering in lockdown, we apologize. It's just, yeah. we're out here in the middle of nowhere where there's just not a lot of people, so we yeah. opened up a lot faster. There we go. And for and for those who are suffering through COVID, because mm-hmm. uh, I've you know known people who have suffered, I lost an aunt due to it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, those be like, yeah, just hunker down, be like, we'll get through this. And, um, 
be like, hey, we'll get back to normal at some point. Yeah, at some point is right. Yeah, at some point. Either way. We'll, we'll stay out of the political theories on that one. Yeah, so let's stay away from that bonfire. Yes. Uh, so Scoob was not what I expected it to be. Okay. Uh I expected. I, I can't. I'm not even sure. I, I can't. I know what I was expecting. I was expecting Scooby Doo. Yeah. Which means I was expecting a mystery. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm really spoiling anything by saying this movie doesn't have. This is not a mystery movie. Right. This is not the ch- children's friendly version of Murder on the Orient Express. True. Or. Knives Out. True. This is a superhero movie. Yeah. In essence. Uh, you're, you're right on the spot. You're on the money with that one. And that, I'm, I don't want to jump into it too much, but that's essentially what this is. And I, in, in many ways, my opinion, especially my initial opinion, not that you can tell my initial opinion was bad by listening to that episode. Right. But I would have felt better. At least I would have caught on faster had I gone into this knowing this is not going to be a two-hour-long episode of yeah. Scooby-Doo, where are you? This was going to be uh, something else. Yeah. This was going to be a crossover with a large portion of the Hanna-Barbera properties. Yes. Now, which so I, I'm just going to point this out there, because I don't think this spoils anything either. Mm-hmm. I think the reason it's called Scoob... Mm-hmm. And not Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Scooby Doo it has more of a connotation of this is going to be a mystery. Mm-hmm. Scoob just points out that the center of this entire movie is Scooby. Mm-hmm. It's about him. It's his existence that this whole movie turns on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to remember that yes, this is this is while this isn't a Scooby Doo movie, it is a movie about Scooby Doo. True. But more on my opinions, both positive and negative, on the spoiler-free side. All right. Spoiler-free. On the spoiler-filled side. <laughs> All right. So my my first react, like, when we did that reaction, I was laughing my butt off. Mm-hmm. But you were as well. Uh, watching it for the second time, you, you knew, you were clued in what was going on. You were more prepared what was going on. Yes. And um, I, I found the movie... Very enjoyable. The movie was very enjoyable. The uh, I, I there there are problems here and there with the film. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, but I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely with a lot of the the background, like what was going on behind the scenes with this film, kind of really hacked me off a little bit. But I'll get into that with the dislikes. Um, I have a feeling a lot of our dislikes are not to do with the movie itself. But with everything surrounding the movie. Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> Which is not fair to the movie. No, it's not. Granted. Granted. But, but uh, overall, I did enjoy this film. I enjoyed it the first viewing, which I was really sad it didn't get in theaters. <laughs> yes, that would have been a fun one to see with a large group of children. Oddly <laughs> enough, it actually got this uh, put in theaters overseas. Of course it did. Yeah, because everything gets to go overseas and be in, be where it's supposed to be. Yeah, but either way, be like, 
I enjoyed the film for what it was. I enjoyed the adventure. I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed the fact it's a Scooby Doo movie, mm-hmm. um, even though it's not a Scooby Doo movie. No, it's like it's not the tr- it's not the traditional Scooby Doo movie. Yes, more but, on that later. Yeah, more on that later. Um, other than that, I enjoyed it. So that is what I've got for spoiler free for Scoob. Alrighty. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move into our spoiler-filled section mm-hmm. so that we don't have to beat around any bushes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Keith will remember to uh, hit the button for the balloons this time. Yeah. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Ray. Okay. This progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. Yeah. Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know, I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on, give me give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right, this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as The Untold Podcast. Engaging the culture's imagination, The Untold Podcast presents free speculative fiction every month from a Christian worldview. The Untold Podcast aims to recapture the power of story and use the weirder genres to do it. Science fiction, fantasy, horror, and supernatural stories serve as metaphors for our lives. The distant star systems, the shining nights, the abominable yetis, and the ghosts remind us of our own struggles, triumphs, and losses. Each month features a new story in flash fiction presented in a unique and dynamic way. The producer and narrator of the podcast is Nathan James Norman, an author, pastor, and theologian living in northern Michigan. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Scoob. Yeah, really? 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 Yes, Scooby, really. Okay. Listener discretion is advised. Scoob was directed by uh, Tony Cervone, uh, who the only thing I could find that he had directed that I thought was interesting was the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> uh, it was written by Jack Donaldson and Derek Elliott, who were mm-hmm. both producers of the movie Norm of the North. Ugh. This was their first writing assignment by the way really yeah okay and uh matt lieberman also wrote it he also wrote the adams family and the christmas chronicles okay it was also written by jonathan e stewart who wrote cars three smallfoot and the angry birds movie two huh is of course based on the cartoons by william hannah and joseph barbera and there's the one that that surprised me the most the music was composed by Junkie XL. Really? Yes. He also did the music for Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. Alita Battle Angel, and of course, Batman vs. Superman, mm-hmm. Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. and is doing Zack Snyder's Justice, Justice League, League, that four-part miniseries coming mm-hmm. up, which I'm actually looking forward to. Okay. Uh, the cast. We've got Will Forte playing Shaggy Rogers. Uh, Will Forte was a comedian on the Saturday Night Live. He was also uh, Abraham Lincoln in the Lego movies. 
And in the television series Gravity Falls, he played Tyler, the cute biker. Okay. Interesting. I think he's the one that's always going, get him, get him. I'll take your word. You don't remember who I'm talking about, do you? No, I do not. Okay, we'll move along. Uh, Mark Wahlberg played Blue Falcon. Mm Mm-hmm. He is Cade Yeager in the Michael Bay Transformers movies. And, of course, he was Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. Mm-hmm. Word. Jason Isaacs plays Dick Dastardly. He was Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. And on Star Trek Discovery, he plays Captain Gabriel Lorca. Hmm. Gina Rodriguez plays Velma Dinkley. And on the uh, Netflix series, she plays Carmen Sandiego. Really? Yeah. Okay. Zach Efron played Fred Jones. Mm-hmm. He was Philip Carlyle in The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was Troy Bolton in High School Musical. Yeah. The I'm, movies, not the series. Yes. I forgot there was a series. Yeah. I guess it is because it's High School Musical, the movie, the series. Yeah. The musical. The, the musical, the series. Yeah. That's a stupid name. It is a stupid Moving name. Moving on. Uh, Amanda Seyfried. Let me start back over. Amanda Seyfried played Daphne Blake. She was uh, Cosette in Les Miserables and Sophie in Mamma Mia. Hmm. Musicals, apparently. Yes. Kiersey Clemens played Dee Dee Sykes. Mm-hmm. She was Sophia in Flatliners and is playing Iris West in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Ken Jong is pl- played Dino Mutt, and in Community he plays Senior Chang. Hmm. Uh, Tracy Morgan plays <clears throat> Captain Caveman. That's a horrible version, but I'm trying not to wake the neighbors. <laughs> Get the word out. Yes. Uh, he played uh, Tracy Jordan in Thirty Rock. Right. Billy West is the voice of Muttley. Really? Well, it's him and technically via archive audio, Don Messick. Really? The original Muttley has, a, at least in one scene, I, I bet you the one it's it's Don Messick is in the flashback. Okay. Because that would make the most sense because they're yeah. trying to point out, maybe Muttley's dead? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay. That might be too meta for yeah, that, that, this. Yeah, maybe. Okay, but yeah, uh, Billy West played uh, Philip J. Fry and Dr. Zoidberg and many other people in Futurama. Yes. He was also Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd in Space Jam. And of course, our good buddy, Frank Welker, mm-hmm. was the voice of Scooby-Doo and a pterodactyl. And is this also this week's... Kingdom Hearts Connection. Now, he has already appeared once in a Kingdom Hearts Connection. Yes. I found another one because I forgot he was this character. Okay. He plays Experiment 221, codename Sparky, in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. A stitch? (laughs) Yes. From what I can tell, an original character for Kingdom Hearts. Wow. Okay. Because I can't... I'm sure he's in the TV show somewhere. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. Wow. <laughs> and I remember correctly, it's a pretty hard fight. <laughs> okay. All right. But you fight him in that uh, container where they have Stitch at at the beginning of the movie. Okay. After Stitch has escaped. Apparently, this is another container that happened to be holding Sparky. Hmm. 
also in that Kingdom Hearts connection, John DiMaggio was a, uh, was a restaurant owner in this movie. Mm-hmm. He played the character of Jacoby in Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Jim Meisman was the police officer. He played the genie in both Kingdom Hearts 2 and Coded, but not Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, okay. It was a different person. No, hmm. it wasn't. Uh, Jim Cummings? No. Frank Walker? No. Robin Williams. It was oh. not Robin Williams in the first one. Oh, okay. I think it actually was Jim Cummings now that you've said that. But anyway, that actually makes more sense hmm. than this guy. Anyway. Yeah. And last but not least, in that Kingdom Hearts connection, we've got Fred Tadasiore, who played the Cerberus in this oh. movie. And in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, he played both Kevin Flynn and Clue. Okay. In the Tron Legacy world. Oh, okay. I was like, who? <laughs> you know, Kevin Flynn and Clue from Tron. I've never watched it. I've never watched Tron. <laughs> I know, I'm sh- ashamed. Coming I'm- this February, we're doing Tron. <laughs> <laughs> At least that version. Okay. <laughs> original version. I'm, I, I was on the fence as to whether or not you could consider it animated. That just flew out the window. <laughs> okay, that actually brings... I, I actually don't know if we're going to do that that quickly, but it is now on, on the short list. <laughs> that brings me to the end of the cast and crew. What do we got in info and stuff? All right. Oh, wow. Can't believe you've never seen Tron. <laughs> Actually, I can. <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen Tron. <laughs> right. The only reason I watched it originally was like, oh, this is going to be a world at Kingdom Hearts. I ought to watch this movie. <laughs> I've heard about it. I've never watched it. Maybe a little obsessed. Ten years ago. Maybe. All right. So, info and stuff. On IMDb, it has a score of 5.7. On Rotten Tomatoes, this is a uh, 48% and its audience score is 56 uh, Wow, I did not realize it was that in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so in my in my typo of uh, writing my notes, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the typo and then say it correctly. Okay. Alright, also in streaming uh, you can stream it on Hype uh, Hip Max Hipmax. Hipmax. It's actually HBO Max. HBO Max. Which is where I watched it. Yes. All right. Uh, you can, and also you can stream it on Amazon Prime Video for $19.99. Uh, uh, production companies was Warner Animated mm-hmm. Group, Real FX Animation Studios, distributed by Warner Bros. Pictures. It was released on March 15th, 2020, only on demand. All right, so going into that history. All Before right. you go too far into this, I want to point out that our good buddy Chase agrees with me that it's it's horrible that you've not watched Tron. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. Scoop's going to say, really screws me. <laughs> I've been rushing everything in the world. <laughs> you were so close to doing the line correctly. It's... I don't think I can do it as Scooby, so bear with me. But excuse me, princess. <laughs> okay. <Rack room> me, riches. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay, <laughs> I'm leaving most of that in. 
All right, so to go into a little more of why it was only on demand, Scoop was originally set for September 21st, 2018. Ugh, I can't believe it was that long ago. It was yeah. to come out. Originally set before it was pushed back to March 15th, 2020. So it was pushed back two years. Yeah. That is insane. All right, so on March 24th, 2020 the film's stairs were released late indefinitely due to the closure due to that stupid COVID pandemic silly COVID we're just supposed to be out and about not clammed shut up in our homes yeah not that I noticed a difference I still had to work yeah same here I just couldn't go out and gel afterwards yeah all right so it was later released uh, later announced that uh, on April 21st, 2020, by Warner Brothers, would be released. Would uh, Scooby Scoop would be released digitally in the U.S. and Canada through Premiere Video on Demand. Uh, the original That's four words I hate right now. Yeah. Uh, the original scheduled date instead of the in the theatrical. Uh, it was as Panda released uh, Warner Brothers. Re- confirmed the film would still play in theaters in sol- in select countries to with relaxed COVID-19 restrictions on April 8th, 2020. Uh, worldwide, it grossed $21.3 million. Okay. All right. So going into a little more of that box office wise, it was released in theaters uh, July 10th, 2020 in five countries, French, French. French. When you mix the country of France with the buttery creaminess <laughs> of ranch dressing. All right. Oh, actually, it's what happens when you combine French dressing and ranch dressing. You get French. <laughs> actually, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> the Netherlands, Germany... Switzerland and Vietnam. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Vietnam, all places. Uh, made $1.8 million in opening weekend. The film grossed uh, a total of eight, uh, $19.6 million in international territories. On June 18th, it was not Scoop, would be released for streaming. Why? Well, it was organized streaming. Um, Fully released at normal streaming prices. Yes. Uh, streaming at HBO Max uh, beginning June 26, 2020. The film was released on DVD, Blu-ray, and Ultra HD Blu-ray on July 21st, 2020. Alrighty then. All right. So, yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people say it's like, well, when it was released to Platinum Digital or Premiere Digital, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, be like, this movie wasn't worthy enough to get into theater. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's not the problem with this movie. No. But we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Right. Uh, it wasn't a polished enough or something like It had two like, years mm. for polishing. It was fine. It was fine. So, hush. Uh, <laughs> in a summary, uh, a young Shaggy Rogers befriends and adopts a talking stray dog whom he names Scooby Dooby Doo because apparently... Dogs can do whatever they want as long as they have a middle name. Apparently. 
On Halloween night, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy meet three young detectives named Fred Jones, Daphne Blake, and Velma Dinkley before venturing into a haunted house. Inside, the kids encounter a ghost, whom they capture and unmask as costumed thief Mr. Rigby. Inspired by the experience, they decide to form a group, Mystery Incorporated, to solve mysteries together. Ten years later, Mystery Inc. goes into business with entrepreneur Simon Cowell as their investor, but Shaggy and Scooby are excluded as Cowell refuses to do business with them. Later that night, Shaggy and Scooby are attacked at a bowling alley and chased by small robots called Rottens. The pair are rescued by Dee Dee Sykes, Dino Mutt, and the masked superhero Blue Falcon. The Rottens are then revealed to belong to super criminal Dick Dastardly, who wants to capture Scooby as part of a plan involving the mystery behind the three skulls of Cerberus. Meanwhile, Fred, Daphne, and Velma discover that Shaggy and Scooby are with Blue Falcon before Dastardly imprisons them. Escaping with the help of one of the Rottens, they make contact with Dee Dee via Dynomutt. Velma exclaims that she and the others are being taken to Messick Mountain, where the last skull is located. The group then finds out Dastardly's plan is to open the gates to the underworld in order to rescue his dog, Muttley, who was trapped during an attempt to steal the underworld's riches. And Dastardly needs Scooby-Doo because only he can unlock the gates. Mm-hmm. Blue Falcon. Scooby, Dee Dee, and Dynomutt arrive at Messick Mountain and then head underground to a hidden Mesozoic island. There they find the last skull being guarded by... <clears throat> Captain Caveman! Following a short battle, Fred and Shaggy arrive, but Fred is revealed to be dastardly in disguise as he steals the last skull. The Rottens then throw the real Fred, Daphne, and Velma out of the airship, and dastardly destroys the Falcon Fury. Dastardly then captures Scooby and takes him to Athens. After Shaggy gives an inspiring speech, everyone works together to reconstruct the mystery machine in order to pursue dastardly. Arriving in Athens, Dastardly uses the three skulls to reveal the gates to the underworld and attempts to use Scooby's paw to open it, only to be interrupted by Scooby's friends in a flying mystery machine. The Rottens shoot them down while Dastardly releases Cerberus, unaware that Dynomutt landed them safely. As Scooby, Dastardly, and the civilians flee from the rampaging Cerberus, Scooby runs to the crash site and reunites with his friends. While Dastardly reunites with Muttley in the Underworld, and they escape after stealing some of Alexander the Great's treasure. While determining how to capture Cerberus, Velma discovers more of the mystery behind Scooby's ancestry and its connection to the Underworld. With help from the Rottens, Mystery Inc. and friends trap Cerberus and put him back in the Underworld. However, Shaggy sacrifices himself to lock the gate. The gang realizes that there is another exit which Scooby unlocks and Shaggy is reunited with them. The Rottens turn on Dastardly and Muttley, who are arrested. Back home at Venice Beach, the gang unveil their new mystery machine, headquarters, and celebrate with Blue Falcon, Dino Mutt, and Dee Dee, who in turn give the gang an upgraded mystery machine before heading off to solve another mystery. Because of how my like and di- my, my last like and mm-hmm. first dislike are going to kind of be connected. Yeah. I'd like you to go first. Okay, well, I did want to bring up a little piece of trivia real fast. Okay, dokie. Okay, so when we meet uh, the um, in the pup named Scooby-Doo section of our movie, I'm calling it. Which is not in Coolsville. It's not in Coolsville at all. <laughs> all right, so we... Although I'm convinced one of those bullies was actually red herring. Mm. So I, I did notice one on this last viewing, and it was kind of poignant 
for our, our current time right now. Uh, all right, so you remember who the characters are dressed as? Yes, uh, Scooby and Shaggy are dressed as uh, Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt, respectively. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Fred is dressed as a random knight. Mm-hmm. Daphne is, of course, Wonder Woman. And Velma is dressed as the currently late, the currently late, the now late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, I, I just, I'll be like, I watched that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so like a weird, that timing. Weird timing right now. It's, it's so, I was like, wow. Sorry, okay. I, I, I said that wrong. The late. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There we go. Thank you. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting. I thought that was an interesting point to bring up. All right. So my first like. Now this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Very popular opinion. So bear with me. Um, oh. Yeah. I like it that it wasn't a mystery. More on this when we get to my dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. The, the fact that it's more uh, a movie about relationships is a movie mm-hmm. that kind of, it steps out of Scooby-Doo's normal pattern. Normal, it's normal pattern of being a, a, a mystery day in and day out. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. They kind of brought in this new fresh, fresh thing of, oh, it's more about the, the relation between Scooby and Shaggy. I do have a slight problem with that in some, some cases. I'll get to that later. But... The, the fact that it's more of an adventure story, it's more of a um, um, kind of a quest story, and that's what I liked about it, because it, it, it broke the mold. That was what I was looking for earlier. It broke the mold when it came to um, the traditional Scooby-Doo mystery whodunit, mm-hmm. because we know who did it, just... It's it's not a mystery. It's we're trying to solve this problem, mm. or trying to prevent the world from going to Hades. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> so that is my Except number. It's not called Hades in Greek mythology. No, but underworld because Hades is the god of the underworld. Well, He's not even the god of death, but yeah. the underworld. Say <laughs> la vie. Yeah, say la vie. Geshira, Shira. Either way, what Something is your number like one? I absolutely love the art style. I agree. In this I completely movie. agree. It is essentially how you... The only way you really could translate the old, albeit cheap-ish... Oh, let's not say cheap. Budget uh, art style. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon art style that all of the original Hanna-Barbera cartoons... Uh, sported, yeah, in 3D, yeah. I mean, you can see the lines; they look ex- all the characters look exactly like who they're supposed to look like, right. but have so much more detail thrown into their looks. It's kind of hard not to appreciate it. Even D.D. Sykes, mm-hmm. who is the most obscure character they brought into this, which is from which series? I think it's. Jabberjaw of all things. Captain Caveman. Oh, it is Captain Caveman. Yeah. Even she looks like an updated version yeah. of her character. She even has the, po- the the afro. It's just been a ponytail. Yeah. Ponytail afro. It's a weird thing. Uh, sorry. Uh, distracted. Uh, yeah. I ought to learn. I... <laughs> marking just because i'm gonna delete this out of the audio i should know to ignore chase while we're talking 
love you, Chase, but we do man. Love you. We do love you. It's just, it's, it, that caught me off guard when I looked at it. Sorry. But I love the art style. It's just, it's so appropriate. Some of the things do look a little weird, like Captain yeah. Caveman's uh, hair. Yeah. All over his body. Does not quite work for me because it kind of looks like uh, one of those. Uh, oh, I use it to clean my uh, skillet. Those little uh, scotch, scotch, not scotch pads, but the scotch. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The aluminum foil scratcher. Yeah. He looks like that. It does look like that. Agreed. Which it kind of looks, but, and that's because in the original, it was really just hair with a gray background. It was yeah. like lots of black lines and a gray background is how they did that. And that is pretty much the only way I can think to realize that in 3D. Mm -hmm. in 3D. But at the same time, right? Uh, it's the only one that's kind of iffy. But everyone else looks exactly correct. And, I, and even Simon Cowell looks like how I would expect... Uh, Joseph Barbera, Joseph Bar uh, Hannah and Barbera yeah. to have drawn Simon Cowell in that style. Yeah, I gr I agree with you on that. the The fact that also this show does this show movie does have a uh, 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 celebrity guest in it. Yeah, so, so it arcs back much to like the, the new Scooby Doo movies. Yes, so at least there was some thought as to paying uh, tribute to older Scooby Doo stuff. Yes, more on this later. <laughs> more on this later. All right. So, what is your second like? All right. My second like uh, is the fact that they are expounding into the Hanna-Barbera universe. Yes. All the, oh my gosh, references. Yeah. So there's nobody walking into the room. Nope. Also, <laughs> you're upside down. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> And also, this will not fit on the audio section. No, it so won't. So I do need to mark this so I can cut it out. Okay, well, never mind. I thought it'd be funny. Either way. Uh, for the video, it's fine. But for audio... No, it's just... <laughs> oh, then put it back on. Do your... <laughs> and we'll move on. Hello. Cool mask. Just saying. Okay. Moving right along. I can't wear it at work, but thought it was cool. I remember it was in my pocket. Either way. Uh, my second like is the... Uh, they're... they're they're going into the Hanna Bar Hanna Barbera universe, mm -hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed because be like when you were watching, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" And you're seeing everything going on. It's like Josie and the Pussycats. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Grape Gorilla or something like that? Uh, grape Ape. Grape Ape. Yeah, Grape Ape. Yeah, Grape Ape. They actually did. There's the deleted scene where Shaggy actually runs into Grape Ape. Grape mm -hmm. Ape. Um. <laughs> uh, and I just, I love the all these little nuances and kind of throw you know the throwback to that you that uh that universe, and I, I it's so cool they did that yeah and I hope they continue in that thread of you know doing doing more movies like that mm -hmm. and I hope they do that in the future so that is my so, yeah, second my second like sorry go I ahead into yours I love the crossover aspect of this movie also yeah. This is not going to be my second like. Okay. But I enjoyed it uh, because I love lore. Uh-huh. And the fact that now, for certain, outside of weird cameo appearances and some things, mm -hmm. this, as, as long as they keep making these types of movies in this universe, we have continuity to build off of for going forward, which is cool. Uh, 
and I kind of I do want to see more of that. I, I, I kind of in some ways I don't want it to go full in, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. but in some ways I do. It's weird. Uh, but my second like, yeah, is a certain montage from yes. oh. the old from yes. uh, from the. <laughs> Young kids to the adult kids, the adult kids. Well, yeah, they're adult kids. Yeah, uh, that is an exact, almost frame per frame, yes, remake of the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? Opening sequence. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. And where it are was you? excellent when we were it first was, watching. Oh that my gosh! Because we're sitting there going, "Wait a minute, was it? Oh, it's that." <laughs> Frame for frame. frame almost frame. For, there's a couple little other differences because you yeah. got that one shot of Fred on a date night with the mystery machine for some reason. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll get into this legs on that. Yeah, but, uh, that's a weird little side aside. But yeah, uh, everything else, though, is spot on, including the weird scenes that only really made sense as a Saturday morning cartoon, but they put it in there. Yeah. And we get to see full 3D versions of all of the classic monsters. Yeah. Like um, uh, the ske- the is it an alien? Yeah, skeleton alien. Skeleton alien. Actually, it's electric ghost. That's what it was. It was the electric oh, ghost. Got it. We okay. get to see the theme park android. Uh huh. Is the only one that was not a human, not have a mask hmm. in the original show, and then a couple others. It's like, oh, that is so cool. They actually remade those in 3D when they didn't have to. No, they didn't because they never show up again. Yeah. And yeah, it was limited animation for what they were showing, but the fact that they actually went to the trouble of making, even if it was a low-quality model, only yeah. see, be able to be seen from one side. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it fit perfectly. So, yeah, that's my second like, is the fact that we have this nice detail mm-hmm. that almost nobody else will get, but the the fans will get of this almost frame-per-frame opening sequence of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Mm. Even though we don't get to see the bats fly past the screen. No. At the beginning. But anyway. Shit. What is your third like? What is my third like? My third like, um, I like the, uh, I like they they diversified the cast just a little bit. Mm-hmm. They they made Velma actually more Hispanic because you hear her use a little bit of Spanish here well, and there. They hired a Hispanic actress to play her. That's yeah, going, that's going to come through. Yeah, yeah. They also I just, made her very liberal. <laughs> yeah, they did. They actually did. Um, for what that's worth. Yeah, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. Hey, you're liberal. Be like, you want to be liberal? That's fine. Yeah, at least she stays consistent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I I like the idea that they diversified the cast and you know made Velma Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, just I I, I, I like I like that aspect. I like that where they 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 changed a few things up, but they didn't like completely. Well, they did in a certain way. I'll get to my dislikes later. Mm-hmm. Um. um but I I enjoyed that aspect of it. I was like, oh, on the second view, I was like, oh, she spoke Spanish. I was like, she's apparently got some Hispanic heritage. Yeah, exactly. I was like, not, okay, that's interesting. Not on the side her name came from, but no, but not that I know what Dinkley is. What what where Dinkley would come from? Hmm. Ethnicity wise, but. right? But. I thought that was a. I thought it was a very unique, uh, unique uh, change to the uh, the characters. Mm-hmm. So, bravo on uh, Warner Brothers for doing that. What is your number three? My third like is that this is a uh, crossover yeah. movie. 
Yes, I mentioned that a minute ago, but it's the fact that this does feel like it is the start yeah. of, of a much bigger series mm-hmm. of films, and that it's not while it is a while it is a Scooby Doo movie and is focused on the Scooby Gang. Mm-hmm. Its goal, I think, is more to introduce us to this Hanna Barbera world. Yeah. Then to focus on the Scooby game. And, and let's face it, while I might have been thrown off at first that they revealed Dick Dastardly was the villain mm-hmm. five minutes after yeah. we get attacked. True. Uh, it's right on the ball to the point where about the time I recognized Muttley was not there mm-hmm. and was asking, where's Muttley? They told me where Muttley was. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you killed Muttley for all I know. Yeah. That takes guts. And most kids wouldn't even know who Muttley was to yeah. even be, feel, feel sad about it. And the, But at the same time, it's like, you killed Muttley for all we know. Because he sent to the underworld. Yeah. That means dead in my book in most cases. Yeah. But either way, uh, the fact that you've got... Okay, going in, um, let me back up a little bit. When I first saw the trailers for this, mm-hmm. I had no idea that yeah. it was going to be a crossover movie. Yeah. I saw, I think I think the teaser trailer was just the Shaggy meeting Scooby at the very beginning. Yeah. And then maybe a couple of other shots from later in the movie. The most, the only thing closest to being, uh, even showing anything else was when they're in the Falcon Fury at the beginning. And it kind of just looks like an alien spacecraft. That in that first true. teaser. And then I didn't watch any other trailer because I was sold. Hmm. I was just waiting for the movie to come out at that point. But, but right before it came out, I started seeing, you know, the movie poster and a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And I could obviously see right there, Blue Falcon. Yeah. It's like, so Blue Falcon is in this movie and some random woman. I have no idea who she is. Yeah. And they get they're important enough to the story to be on the movie poster, yeah. Along with the Scooby Gang, yeah. Oh, Blue Falcon must be the closest thing they can probably do to a celebrity guest appearance. That's what this is. Yeah, I'll go with it. And then we get in there, and it's like, oh, Simon Cowell's here. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they get picked up by the Blue Falcon by Falcon Fury. I'm going, okay, so they're involved. They're just not, you know, the special guests. They're actually going to have a pretty big thing. And then five minutes later, they tell us Dick Dastardly is the one who tried to kidnap you. And it's like, and there was a break in my head (laughs) when that happened. Because it's like, hang on, you just told us who the villain was. And it's Dick Dastardly? (laughs) I didn't even know he and Scooby-Doo were in the same universe. He's from Wacky Races and the Yogi Bear arc show. Uh-huh. And a couple other things. But he's, for the most part, Wacky Races. That's what I know he's from. This is more than just a Blue Falcon appearance, isn't it? And it is. And I remember thinking, this is a cool concept. And it's about the time where I was... It was a weird feeling. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, as I was disappointed that we already knew who the villain was. Yeah. And at the same time, Overjoy is like, we're doing something cool with the property. Yeah, exactly. Which 
brings me into my first dislike. All right, so before you get into dislike, I wanted to bring up one little bonus that I brought up. You're that, messing up my transition. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm also kind of b- bouncing into your third a little bit. All right, so the the bonus I wanted to throw in there was the fact that you had Dick Dastardly and Muttley in this movie, and it was more of Dick Dastardly, yeah, he's doing Dick Dastardly things, but he's doing it to save his best friend, Muttley. <laughs> he's doing everything he can to save Muttley. Because he's be like he's going into the underworld just to get Muttley, and those guys hated each other the entire time. But apparently, well, they never they, hated each other. It's very obvious from the beginning. It was a love hate relationship. Yeah, it's a love hate relationship. But I just I love that part of the story. It's just like be like, I'm trying to get my best friend back. I don't care what I have to do. Be like, and plus the treasure is a cool bonus. I want my friend back. Either way, what is your first dislike? Fair enough. My first dislike is actually that it's a crossover movie. Ow, okay. <laughs> That's the thing, is the fact that it's a crossover movie is both the greatest thing that could have happened to this, yeah. and it's the thing I kind of wish what didn't happen. It's a okay. double-edged sword in many ways. Okay. And let me explain to you why. I just, so it pierces marrow? Maybe. I was at work this afternoon. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. And because my the way my brain works and I'm thinking about the show and I'm mm-hmm. going over likes and dislikes in my head, something occurred to me mm-hmm. which I did not think about. Why is it that almost every quote unquote good Scooby Doo movie is not a is not a mystery? Or is not in the typical adaptation of Scooby-Doo, or are you? Very good point. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah. The monsters are real. It is not a mystery. It's yeah. a horror. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Scooby-Doo 2000, uh, live action. Yeah. Which, admittedly, debatable how quality is. We'll get back to you on that. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's not a mystery either. Yeah. Because... I mean, there is some mystery, but it's very obvious that what we're seeing here is not guy in mask. Yeah. From the beginning, because we got crazy teenagers talking like this. Like zombies. Like zombies. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, okay, something's going on. And, of course, the villain is Scrappy. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I don't really consider this a spoiler. No. (laughs) Uh, But it's like, okay, so this was not a Scooby-Doo movie. This this Scooby-Doo movie was not an adaptation of... Scooby-Doo, where are you? Okay, that's fine. This movie is a superhero comedy in the vein of Marvel. Agreed. It is not a Scooby-Doo movie. In the in the idea that a Scooby-Doo movie would be an adaptation of Scooby-Doo, where are you? We have, as far as I can tell, none of the ones that people remember yeah. in terms of feature-length movies. Yeah. Whether it be uh, made for uh, video or theatrical. Right. As far as I know, none of them are actual adaptations of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? They're all, we're going to take these characters and do something with them that, quote-unquote, nobody's ever done with them before. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to rock and the boat as, a little bit. And as much as I, and I think, as much as I love the idea of changing it up, yeah. can we just get one Scooby-Doo movie that is that at least follows in a much more drawn out way admittedly and a much more what i'm wanting essentially yeah. is the scooby-doo version of knives out okay 
I am wanting a whodunit, a classic style whodunit yeah. that happens to include Shaggy and Scooby trying to scarf down as much food as possible while Velma Dinkley loses her glasses for the fifth time <laughs> while Daphne is primping her hair and Fred is actually being Fred and not the dope they try to put him as in most exactly. of these movies. Because Fred is probably the most on-the-ball character in the original yeah. show mm-hmm. and so for some reason in recent years they decided let's make him an even bigger goofball than Shaggy yeah by having him fall in love with his van yeah or <laughs> is being so happy-go-lucky that he loses any sense of depth he originally had yeah I want that please <laughs> give me a classic I'm not saying you have to do this every time. Right. And bear in mind, this is not... I'm happy that we got the movie we got. Right. But can we have one real Scooby-Doo movie, please? That is totally understandable, man. So that is my first dislike. What's your first dislike? My first dislike. Okay. So when this movie was announced, like, we didn't know because apparently... Obviously, we have the original, the the animated cast. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Wilgar is Scooby Doo and Shaggy and uh, Fred. Yes, and so except he's not playing Fred in this. No, which is the uh, either way. We'll get to that in a minute because well, I'm sure I know what one of your dislikes is. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up to my dislikes. I, I'm they, wondering if this is the dislike I think it is. Yeah, because I do have something to add to that dislike when we get to it. Yeah. So my dislike is they didn't use the original cast. It's a little hard. Most of them are dead. No, you know what I mean. The, Casey Kasem is definitely dead. Yeah, the the more modern cast they use for all and, of the movies. And plus, Casey Kasem, uh, since uh, Shaggy is definitely not a vegetarian in this yeah, one, he, he would not down. have returned it. But at the same time, uh, get the guy from the live action movie who's voiced Shaggy so many times, he is Shaggy at this point. Yeah, that's, that's what name he's I done. can't think of. Uh, hold on. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Matthew, yeah. Yeah, Matthew Litter. The funny thing was, was like he'd be like the original, the the modern cast didn't know. They'd be like they knew there were movies coming up, mm-hmm. and then they heard the announcement on Twitter, and the, that they weren't getting the roles. And the only one who got the role was Frank Welker. Welker. Is Frank Welker's performance of Scooby Doo on your list somewhere specifically? <sighs> before I get into this. No, it's not, actually. Okay, then I want to jump in on this right quick. Go for it. This is not Frank Welker's first job as Scooby-Doo. No, it's not. He's, He's done Scooby-Doo pretty much ever since the original guy passed. Well, technically not, because... Uh, There's a couple of times where it's not him. Yeah, it's not this him. It's not him in the live-action movies, either. No, he's, he's he started doing shit, uh, Scooby... Uh, a couple of years ago, actually. It was right. probably less than but, 10 years. But he's played Scooby-Doo yeah. enough times that he probably know, he knows the character pretty well. Yeah. And what little I've seen of Scooby-Doo in those other instances, it's very much in line with the Scooby-Doo we know. Yeah. And then there's this movie. Yeah. Last week, when we were talking about this, you, right. sometime within the last week, you right. had mentioned you did not really like... Frank Welker's performance of Scooby-Doo. You said it, it was weird. Yeah, it is It is a little bit odd. I, yeah. I would agree with you. It is a little and bit odd. And when you said that, it caught something in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't occur to me his performance was weird before. Right. So when I was watching this, and I was thinking, okay, I got to see what Jacob thought was weird about yeah. Frank Welker's performance in this. And I caught it in the first sentence that mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo said. Right. 
Do you know what's weird about his performance? What's that? He talks too much. He does talk too much. That's the problem. He yeah. is talking in complete sentences. sentences. Exactly. I had it never occurred to me before that almost every other version of Scooby Doo, he says a couple of she says a couple short sentences, repeats what everybody else says. Yeah. Says Scooby Snacks and Scooby Dooby Doo, and that is it. Yes, yeah, he never says Scooby Doo Doo. Skip Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, he never. He, he never ne- says it. Right. He has long, heartfelt conversations yeah. with Shaggy in the Scooby Doo voice, and you're sitting there going, "This is weird." It is weird because he shouldn't. Scooby Doo is a very intelligent dog. But he, he's, he's always been an intelligent yeah, dog. Yeah, exactly. He's never spoke in this long and complete sentences before. Most of his acting has been visual for as long as I can remember. And then the first time he shows up in this, the first sentence out of his mouth is about 10 times longer than anything Scooby-Doo's ever said before. Exactly. And that's what's weird. Mm-hmm. And I do not blame Frank Welker for this. No. He did what he could with the script he was given. The writers did not know how to write Scooby himself. I would agree. I would agree with you. Now, Um, granted, I understand why they wanted to give him some of those lines, depending on especially the little bit of a back and forth between Shaggy and Scooby we had in this movie. A lot of this movie was based on their friendship and the feelings of betrayal Shaggy was having when Scooby-Doo was getting all the attention. Right. I understand this. Yeah. But Scooby should not have. Scooby was acting more human than he was acting like a dog. Agree, agree. That's with you the problem. Agree, agree. Because you, you never see him. The only bit of of dog he does is he walks around on all fours. Yeah, that's it. You don't see him sniff with his nope. nose. No, you don't. I don't even think his tail does anything. It wags a little it wags bit, a little, and then that's it. Yeah, it's like. He is not... He acted more like Scrappy-Doo than Scooby-Doo. That's scary. And that's bad. That is bad. Because we hate Scrappy-Doo. Everybody hates Scrappy-Doo. Agreed. I have not met a person who's watched Scrappy-Doo and says, I like this character. <laughs> okay, I, I totally understand the uh, the scene between... Because we referenced it earlier in the very beginning of the show, where um, Dick Desperately has Scooby cornered in the mirror room. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he sounds like Scooby, because he's for a he's, short second. For a short second, be like he's be like he's his talk is not exactly. It's like Ray, what are we here? Be like that's what Scoop, Scooby mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah. Be like his. Be like you could understand him to a point. You cannot fully understand him, because be like you have people throughout like the entire gamut of the Scooby Doo universe. Mm-hmm. Be like, what did he say? Like, trying to understand what he says, but he can talk, but he can't talk, you know, fully like Frank Welker's can. My, right. My personal well, opinion. Well, that's the thing. Frank Welker didn't do that in any of the other ones. No, he didn't. It's just this one. Yeah. Which is a weird choice. Well, well, te- well technically more on, because I think it's the, and a few others, he'd be like, he does the same voice. But he, right, but Sco- Shaggy, still, Scooby is not as talkative. Right. Because those writers knew how to write Scooby. Yeah. These writers... Didn't. Yeah. They wrote him like he was an anthropomorphic dog. Yeah. And then gave the script to Frank Welker. And I can just imagine how big Frank Welker's eyes got when he saw how much 
lines he actually Dialogue. had. It's like, I don't think I can say all this on Scooby's voice. And yet he somehow does pull it well, off. Well, it is Frank and, Walker. And it's... If you had not pointed it out to me that yeah. it was an issue, I I will say I, did, I, wouldn't, I didn't notice it the first yeah. time. And I only noticed it this time because I was looking for it. So maybe it works on a level. Yeah. And but it's a it's it's a different Scooby than we've ever gotten before. Yeah. And whether it works or not is going to be up to personal taste. Yeah. So the one of the big problems I have with Frank Walker Scooby, because the, you know, where again I do Scooby Doo voice very well, because uh, uh, Frank Walker does more of a. Let me see if I can get it right. Uh, Raggy really does this very high pitched Scooby, mm-hmm. like Raggy. Raggy, Raggy, one of the, one of those something like something along along something those, along the pup named Scooby Doo level, some something like that, but not you know not in that same vein. Be like he he's a lot more under his his uh his vocabulary is very cranked up, so it's not as dog like. Be like there's a little bit where you have mm-hmm. uh, Neil Fanning who did the voice for the two live actions where it, everything was a rolling R. Yeah, it was just Rah. and so it was it was it was fun to listen to because he sounded like Scooby. Mm-hmm. So when I heard this, I was like, man, I'm really, wish- I'm really missing the other guy right now. But Frank Orko does a good job for what he is given, yes. but I really wish they would kind of crank it back to the original Scooby. Plus let's be honest. This is probably the first time his name has been in the starring credits since transformers, the movie possibly I have to look into that. It's, but it's weird how it stands out because you see all these other people in there. It's like, oh, famous guy, famous guy, famous girl, yeah, famous girl, Frank Welker, who's only famous to animation nerds. Yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> it is a weird look. It's like, okay, I, I, I was very surprised to get. Don't get wrong, I like Frank Welker. He's one of my favorite voice actors because he can do so many voices. Yeah, I was I was so surprised. Sorry if I cut you off. No, you're fine. Uh, I was so very surprised that they kept Frank Welker because I thought they would have gone with some like big celebrity to do Scooby Doo's voice, which would have probably drove me nuts. But Scooby Doo's voice is different. You have to at least be within a certain range. Exactly. I don't think most people could pull off. Mm that range because it does you do kind of have to have a rough bark like yeah a thing to your voice which frank welker does pull off even if he's not the best at it yeah but i mean who would you cast a scooby-doo that's a popular actor right i can't think of anybody me either so yeah frank welker was probably just i I bet you they looked they tried Mm. to think about it and says really frank welker's the best guy let's just give him probably there, you know, there again, Frank Walker, or either that or Frank Walker is under contract to always be Scooby Doo until for a certain number of movies, and this just happened to fit in that. Yeah, that's true. Unlike every other voice actor, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, that was aggravating. Uh, but there again, Frank Walker is an amazing voice actor, and uh, he did a phenomenal job for the the script he had and the Scooby he does. Mm-hmm. It's just more. I wish they would have gone back to more more Scooby root Scooby roots of where he was, you know, his R's were there and he wasn't as intelligible right. and he didn't have all, like you said, all these, you know, expedition dumps. <laughs> yeah. So my second dislike, yeah, I haven't actually said it yet okay. <laughs> because while that was a problem, I knew that was going to be one of yours. That's why I yeah injected it there. My second dislike <sighs> 
I disl- I, I don't like how they portray Fred. Same here. I, Fred is one of those characters I think most modern writers, and by modern writers I mean anyone after Scooby-Doo, where are you in the new Scooby-Doo movies, mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Because he is the most straight-laced, uh, just-the-business uh-huh. type character. He's probably the most boring character yeah. in the show, frankly. Which is why they always try to give him some little quirk, like in this one apparently being in love with his van. Yeah. Which I think is also true in the movie, in the live action movies. No, he's not. He's not. I, there's another one where he's in love with the van. Well, or, see, in, or a, they act like it's a little well, affair in the, with the in, van. in the live action movies with uh, Freddie Prinze yeah, Jr. Yeah. He's he's more in love with himself. True. Which is not Fred. No, I'm it's sorry. not. It's, it's not, not Fred. Fred. Fre- I mean, there is a reason that there's. I, I don't remember where it was, but it was. It was something I saw on television or on YouTube or something where it showed every single one of the characters giving their catchphrase. Yeah. And when it got to the first, it's, man, I still don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> it's like, that's Fre- that's him. Yeah. That is Fred. Fred is the kind of person who would never come up with a catchphrase. Right. His job on the show was to keep the story going by stating the obvious. That's why when you get to Scooby-Doo, you know, a pup named Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. They de-mature that yeah. to the fact that he is convinced everything is Red Herring's fault. Yeah. Because he doesn't like Red Herring, probably because Red Herring is his bully. Yeah. Not that they ever really show that, but it's right. what he obviously is. Right. And they don't know what to do with him. And he's just, and this one, they just make him stupid. Agreed. They now, do. Granted, when. The mystery machine is destroyed in Athens. Oh gosh, that's and he uh, puts and he he takes the spare tire cover and holds it like a shield without another weapon. I might add, yeah, which was a mistake. It's like that is kind of a cool thing, and for this version of Fred, that is an awesome sight. Yeah, I still hate this. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. So that's your number. That's two. my number two. I that, just don't like how they handled Fred. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm in the exact same boat with you. I'm my number two is how they how I described it was uh, the stup- stupefying of Fred Jones. Mm-hmm. They they literally boil him down to he's a dumb jock. Yeah, doesn't know what can't do a thing except he loves his tr- he loves his car. Mm-hmm. He loves the, the mystery machine. He is a dumber version of Brock from Pokemon. There we go. Because let's face it, he was a he was hitting on that policewoman who pulled him over. That actually happened to be Dick Dastardly. Yeah. Um so, I, I, I did I did like that part. That was, was that was funny. Yeah. But it didn't occur to me until that point. It's like, you're just Brock. That's all you are in this movie. Yeah. Except you're stupider than Brock is. Yeah. Because at least Brock could handle himself in a battle. Yeah. Fred, on the other hand, can't. Can't. It, it's it's so it's so sad. They basically devolved Fred Jones's character into mm-hmm. a meathead, and that drives me nuts. And the the scene where it's a uh, Fred and a uh, Blue Falcon are getting at each other about something, and it's I think it's Dee Dee says something about you know you know 
male masculinity or something like that. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. It's like, okay, get your liberal ideas out of here and let's move on. Yeah. Either way. I'm um, sorry. I get yeah, annoyed I, by, I, by I, things. I completely understand you on that. That that just, it drove, it was like really be like, Fred Jones is an incredibly intelligent character, but like he's the one who primarily used to topple the traps and mm-hmm. everything. He's the leader of the uh, Mystery Incorporated. He is the just, most intelligent person on the crew. Minus Daphne. <laughs> I mean, Velma. Velma. That's what I mean. Right. Velma. Velma is. In, Fred has the most wisdom. Yeah, I would. I would That's agree. what I would say. Yeah. Except in this movie. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, come on, guys! Really? Be like you're 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 basically boiling down a character just because you'd be like you can't think of anything else to do with Fred Jones. No, the, because he's not funny. Yeah, exactly. Here, because the, that's the. You haven't said your second dislike yet, so I'm trying to. Are, I, I am saying my second oh, dislike. Yeah, you're saying. Okay. I'm leading into my third, so you finish your second, and okay. then I'll jump into my okay. third. Okay. The. When, when it comes to Fred Jones, be like, you go back to Scooby Doo, where are you? Mm-hmm. And you lead into that. The, the best example I've seen so far, because I think Mystery Incorporated did pretty good on Fred, I think. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, the the best interpretation I've seen of Fred Jones so far was probably back in 2000. What was that? 2019, 2018, when they did a crossover with Supernatural. Okay. Because it was Scooby Doo, where are you, Fred Jones? Mm-hmm. Smart character, be like you know, kind of the jock, in love with Daphne. <laughs> Right, like he's supposed to like be. Like he's supposed to be. He's not supposed to be in love with a stupid car. <sighs> that that drove me nuts. It's like, okay, what 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 is your thought of men? Be like, oh, all they do is like vehicles. Apparently, he's a dumb jock. That's all he is. In yeah, this movie. He's, he's a dumb jock he's in, in love movie. with his car. He's a freaking college student at the very least. Yeah, probably older than that. Well, technically, they're, I think they're at the very end of high school. I think. Either way. He should be more mature than this by this point. I agree. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little a good point too because Zach Efron did a very good job for the performance he was given. Yes, and like all the line, but I thought he did a very good job. I, 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 I will, just do not like how they I, literally devolved. I will say into a stupid meathead. Actors all did a good job for the parts they were given. Agreed. The problem is the writing. Yeah, the writing was. Ugh. So back. So since we're talking about writing, my third dislike. Okay. Is the fact that Velma, Fred, and Daphne are for the most part useless the entire movie? Pretty, yeah, I agree with you on that. It is that is the proof positive right there that this is not Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's a movie about Scooby. Yeah, because our Scooby Doo is in it. Team A is Scooby, Shaggy, Blue Falcon, Dynoma, and Dee Dee. Yeah, the rest of the Scooby gang. They're off doing their own thing, trying to catch up, but they're almost not involved. The only reason they keep up is because they, Dick Dastardly keeps kidnapping them. them. Yeah. Now, wow. here's the thing. You want to have a movie mm-hmm. with just the A-story crew. Right. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Don't even bring them up. Bring Bring the rest of the Scooby gang up because the minute you bring the rest of the Scooby gang up, here's the thing. There's a reason Scooby gang is generally used as a reference for a group of people who are a good team. Yeah. Because they were a good team. Yeah. 
you separated the team for no good reason. Uh-huh. And the only way you showed, and the only reason you did was to show why the team worked as a group, but you never got to see the team work as a group. Agreed. Not Agreed. even at the end do we get to see this because for the most part, they're all in that last battle, they're all separated across yeah. that battlefield. They're not working together. No. The only time you get work together is when one of them says, Hey, Scooby, don't go touch that or you're gonna or you and Shaggy are gonna get split. You're yeah. not gonna be able to stay together anymore. That's most they work as a team. Yeah, I would agree with because you. Because Scooby and Shaggy are being Scooby and Shaggy, they're not working with the team like they usually do. Yeah. Now, admittedly, Scooby and Shaggy, and as part of that team, their job is to be the distraction. Yeah. That is their job in so many ways. Now, I will say, Simon Cowell did get a lot right. Yeah. Fred is the tank. Mm-hmm. Velma's the brains. Mm-hmm. And um, what was Daphne? Daphne was the... Um kind the the, the the heart the empath or something empath like empath right that's correct and i agree with velma that scooby and shaggy are the heart yeah i agree with all that the problem is you never got to see those elements work together no, in this you movie. didn't you never did you never did in this film because they were so as much as i love the crossover aspect of this movie it yeah. is both its greatest strength and greatest weakness agree because we never get to see all this work together if bear in mind big if Mm -hmm. we had had a movie before this where we got to see and of course this goes into my want of wanting to see a full real scooby-doo movie as i called it if we had gotten a movie where we got to see them work as a team before this and no i do not count that first thing with them as kids okay because you don't really get enough time with that no there's nothing that makes you think that is an origin story, but it is not a origin story. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I want the big origin story that says, or maybe not origin story, but a big adventure where they come to meet together. And if we had had that and we could have met these characters where they were at and understand why in this universe, yeah. these five characters work so well together. Yeah. That when Simon Cow brings it up that he has no idea why Shaggy or Scooby are there, we're already as pissed as uh, Scooby and Shaggy are. Yeah, we, we have more empathy towards right. it. Right. But in this one, we're not. Yeah. Really, we're not. At, it's a funny joke. It's like, oh, you two, yeah, you're, we don't know what you do because you don't do anything that helps capture the ghosts. I'm thinking, maybe not on the outside. <laughs> Like horse hockey, they're the ones but, primarily get the but they're the, the ones done. they're the ones who get the ghost to go into the trap. Right, that's an important part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I I can't work with these two. It's like really, it's like, Simon. Simon, <laughs> shut up. Exactly. <laughs> you're a, you do a good job for the part you're given, but you your job is literally to piss everybody off, and you don't even really do a good job about that. And that's not your fault. That's the writer's fault for not getting us get to know this team. Yeah, exactly. Before you split the team up. It, it was almost more like we wanted to do Scooby and Shaggy. Let's knock everybody else off. Use them as more side characters and use Blue Falcon and Dee Dee. And, and I think Dye- that's and, what they were going for. Yeah. Now, you want to do that? Fine. Just say that Scooby and Shaggy are at the bowling alley. Yeah. Uh, their friends, Daphne, Fred, and Velma... They're off taking care of something that did not involve Shaggy or Scooby. Yeah. Always, Shaggy and Scooby did 
did stuff without the team after yeah. Scooby Doo Are You. That is with well within the formula for Scooby Doo. Mm. That generally, when that happens, they also had Scrappy Doo with them. But uh, you can write around no Scrappy. Yeah, no Scrappy. Please, Please no, no Scrappy. <laughs> but it is well within their capabilities of doing that. Do that. Yeah. Don't use these as side characters that you have to string them along. You could have told the same story without them and given more time for us to get to know Shaggy and Scooby, plus see what Blue Falcon's deal is about exactly. trying to live up to his father without really knowing how to. Yeah. Plus dealing with Dee Dee's uh, business uh, deal of being with a boss that she actively hates and Dino Mutt feeling like he's wasting his time with this goofball. Yeah. You could have actually given a better story mm-hmm. if we didn't have those three. Yeah. Which they both like and dislike, but right. I would have been fine with it had we just not seen those. Or maybe there was a short cameo at the end where maybe, I don't know, they're coming back. They get back to Venice Beach or I'm calling it Coolsville. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And then has like, oh, hey, we missed y'all guys. We were off, uh, I don't know, talking with the monkeys over there. Yeah. By the monkeys, I mean the band. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like we were we were off we were helping them with that thing. Uh, what'd y'all do while we were gone? Oh, you know, we had this adventure. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been that would have been a much better handle of the characters, and then maybe later on you could get the full group thing. But I feel like those three are wasted. Yeah, in I, this movie, I, I agree with you on that. So yeah, that's my third dislike. What's your third? My, dislike? My third dislike is the. Oh my gosh. Okay, so where Scooby is getting his superhero suit and he and he has to remove the collar. And so going back in earlier in the show be like earlier in the movie it's like I'll never take this off. And so Scooby looks at Shaggy. Still more words than Scooby Doo has ever said before. Exactly. Scooby looks at Shaggy, Shaggy nods agreeing with it. Take they take the collar off. And there's a lot of inconsistency. Is the collar snapped? Is it part together? Because at one point, when the collar comes off, it's intact. When it's coming across in that straight, it's separated. Yeah. What's the deal? But either way, so when it's separated, he gets his new collar, new gigs, and then Shaggy, for some idiotic reason, brings up the, the fact that Scooby took off his collar. Be like, you said you never take it off. You agreed to it, you moron. <laughs> okay. I, I I see where you're going with this, but I have to point out. Okay. Something. Have, has something ever, however small, right? that somebody did that you know was both a big thing, but y'all, treat, y'all exclusively agreed to it? Agreed. And yet, it still bugged you that they went ahead and did it, because I would I would agree with you on that. And and, and Shaggy focused on this little aspect. Oh yeah, and that, that's, that that's really the problem. In yeah. reality, when you get to that argument scene, mm-hmm. the fact that he talked took the collar off was not the problem. Yeah, Shaggy exactly. was feeling left out. Yeah, agree. He did agree. not know how to express it. Agree. And he lashed out at the easiest thing he could lash out I, at, I, which I, was I agree. he took off the collar. Yeah, agree he's with that. He's feeling like he's no longer, like they're no longer friends because he's, he's being left behind. Yeah, and he's that's like, what Shaggy's dealing with. I, I agree. I agree thing. with you there. That's why. That's the way it goes. But yeah, 
I just I just had to point that out. I agree. It's it's a good point. It's a yeah. good point. I just like I understand it's more from Shaggy's perspective, mm-hmm. and it, it's more petty than anything. It's very petty. It's very petty, but at the same time, you agreed to it. You said that was fine. Logic rarely intercedes in these instances. I I, gr- I agree with you there. And we are looking at it from the outside in, knowing that these two are still going to be friends afterwards. Yeah, exactly. They weren't sure. Yeah, exactly. There was, a, or at least Shaggy wasn't sure. Yeah, Scooby, Shaggy wasn't sure. Scooby wasn't even aware he had done anything. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, like you said, they agreed to it. Yeah. But obviously, Shaggy, while he agreed to it, was more of a, yeah, I don't want to stand in your way, do it. Yeah, exactly. But he, I was, don't really want you to, but I'm not going to stand in your way. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I could be you on know, there again. Be like, like you said, the fact be like the little things can bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've all we've all gone through that. Oh yeah. But I I just found it so. I, it irritated me, but at the same time, I understand why. It was just a it was an irritation, just a little bit here and there when, when it came to that. Uh, so I wanted to bring up another bonus because there was some more bonuses in this from the first one, the yes. likes and dislikes, uh, the happy ending part of it. Where I was wondering if you were going to bring this. Yes. Up. So I know how much you hate this style happy ending. Oh my gosh, it drove me nuts. It's like, I okay. would like to point out they didn't actually break their rule. Yeah, they technically... Yeah, I, I agree. They, with this you. was built into the quote-unquote prophecy. Yeah. But I thought it was just... It was, so, it was like, really? I, mean, I, I didn't I, do it well, but yeah. it's, it is baked into the prophecy. It is, it is baked into the prophecy. My thought would have been, if they would have actually thought this out more, it would have been that... Shaggy would have gone to their side mm-hmm. and the left him there. And better then, idea. And they that would have been your sequel. If you had not had hey, I like the idea of that being the sequel, but yeah. I think if you're gonna bring him back, he does need to be brought back to this movie. But here's how you do it. Since we don't have the other three in my in my f- version of this movie. Okay. So we don't have Fred, Daphne, and Velma over here. We can have a little bit of time where Scooby maybe has gone back. Yeah. Or is hanging out with uh, Blue, Falcon. Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt and Dee Dee. And it's feeling lost. And perhaps Dee Dee happens to give it another look a month or so down the line. Obviously, yeah. don't, don't give a direct line how long is, how yeah. much time has passed. But give an idea as to some time has passed. The, they've read it and thought, Mate, wait a minute. This is what this actually says. Scooby... I've got some good news. I don't. I don't want to get your hopes up, but if we go back and we do this thing, we might get Shaggy back. Yeah, because that way, along with us getting our heartfelt sacrifice by Shaggy, yeah, which is done very well. Yeah, it is. You don't get it immediately cheapened. Yeah, exactly. You get at the same time the heartfelt. Oh, we've got hope. This is gonna work. This might work. Yeah, and oh. You don't show if it works. Okay. You do like in Monsters, or you do like in Monsters Incorporated, where the camera maybe is showing Scooby, and we see yeah. a light, but we don't know. But and th- as soon as the door, this door opens, and all we see is the light spilling through. Yeah. The movie ends. Or we, or we get a slight silhouette of someone walking through. We don't know who's walking through. Right, because it would not be an obvious silhouette. It would just be a generic one. Yeah. That would have worked so much that, better. That would have been now, work. Granted, 
that would not have worked with the uh the uh the the test groups probably no because i have a feeling it got fast forwarded this much because the test group says oh but we don't want to see them separated they're shaggy and scooby they're supposed to be friends why would dick dastardly get his friend back but not shaggy not not scooby i understand where the thought process comes from happy endings well and that's why i'm thinking you do not you do like monsters incorporated yeah where you have the fact the sacrifice yeah exactly give time where you can tell this has deeply affected the character. Exactly. And then at the very end, you bring them back. Uh-huh. And you get this nice, yes, they brought him back, and the credits are going. Yeah. That's how you do this happy exactly. ending. Exactly. You do not give them the happy ending, and then we're going to go back to Coolsville mm-hmm. and do the stupid dance scene that doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, that's... Except give us a nice little... Uh, Shout out to jo- to Johnny Quest because Velma's using a uh, Johnny Quest computer. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Or a computer with the Johnny Quest logo on it. Right. Where the Apple would have been on an Apple computer. Right. Anyway. Wow, this has been a very interesting review. I had a feeling it would be. <laughs> yeah. Because I remembered how our reaction was and how, now that we were seeing it a second time through uh-huh. fresh eyes, we were going to relook at it and we'd have different thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, that does bring us, though, to the end yes, of our review. Mm-hmm. So we need to rate it. Okay. Jacob, you are the biggest Scooby-Doo fan I know. <laughs> really? Yes. So I'm <laughs> going to give you the honor of going first. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I really didn't know where to rate this film. I didn't. You know, from the, the first reaction, I loved it. Mm-hmm. To the second one, it's like, and definitely in this conversation, me like has really changed my opinion about my ranking of this film, my mm-hmm. score. Um, so I would prop. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so torn. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. Because uh, originally I had it really high, like really high, because I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But I didn't think of everything in this film. Now, granted, we picked this thing to death because and we're it was fans. so we're fans. We love we love this kind of stuff, and that's what we do. And uh, oh my gosh. I would probably get it that it still has that entertainment value, mm-hmm. but the writing is way down there. And plus, they don't use half the cast. Yeah. So, like, it's got the adventure, it's got the fun. Be like, it's not a traditional Scooby-Doo movie. Mm-hmm. Be like, that's part of what I like, and I understand your reasoning why. I completely understand that. So, I would probably put it at, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but a 6.5. Wow, you are actually lower than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I was I was halfway between giving a seven and a six point five, so it's it's in that middle six point five. Cause see, I'm giving it a seven. Okay, because a I, I do still have all those issues I brought up. Mm-hmm. This is still a fun and entertaining movie, and I, I like it for what we got. Oh yeah, the writing could have been polished. Yeah, granted, but. I still think we got a fun and entertaining movie, and I do like this Hanna-Barbera Avengers aspect. Agreed. Agreed. And I really do hope they continue with this, but maybe fix some things. Although, at this I would agree. point, one of the things I would love for them to fix the most, I almost now don't want them to fix, because then it wouldn't feel like the same Scooby-Doo. Agreed. And if you already have the Scooby-Doo... 
you have to continue with them in order for it to Agreed. have consistency, which is unfortunate, but given time, I could learn mm. to like the Scooby as much as I like old Scooby. Yeah. Well, like now, Granby, I, I still enjoy it. Like you, you gave all the, the, the positive of this film. I still enjoy it. Um, just, just the 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 writing issues and the 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 character issues and just a lot of those little nip like really hard deep problems with this film. Um, there again, I'm floating between a, a six point five and a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so there again, a six point five is not it's not a dumpster fire. It's not a two. It's not right. a four. It's not right. a five. Five is in the middle. Six is be like it's just edging out of there. It's mm-hmm. almost a seven. But it's it has all these little. I wish they would have gone back. Actually, wrote this thing. You know, like took Scooby Doo and made it a Scooby Doo movie, instead instead of like you said, an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. But there's part of that needed, I enjoy. We needed a Captain America before. We needed a first Avenger before we got the rest of the event. Exactly. It was like um, Batman v Superman. Yeah, we had the Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And then we had Batman versus Superman that got us connected with the yeah. rest of the universe. Yeah. It, this movie didn't give us that. We, we got, got Batman versus Superman with no context. Yeah, exactly. As to who these characters are. Now, granted, almost everyone knows who these characters are. Yeah, exactly. But but we're talking about a whole new universe that's not connected to any previous continuity other than implied continuity. Yeah. This is, for for the most part... A new, a new franchise and needs to be treated as such. Exactly. We're Which not, it's not treated like a new right. franchise. Right. It's not like we, it's not like the problem, the Spider-Man problem where we've seen his origin so much that we really don't need to see it again. Yeah, exactly. This is not that problem. This is, we have, we, we need the origin. Was We have yet to actually see the true origin of this team. Yeah. Uh, in full, in its full glory. Yeah. We need that origin movie, and we still don't have it. Exactly. Anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Cellcast. Yeah, exactly. And it brings us to the end of our roll dice rolling period. Mm-hmm. As next week, we are jumping head first into Halloween month. Ooh. With the sequel to the first movie of Halloween month we reviewed last year. Mm-hmm. As we'll be going into Hotel Transylvania 2 next week. So join us for that. Yeah. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. 
You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L.